Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray. Today, it's Rory Heaton. Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you all. Um, so as Joshua said, we're carrying on our long journey through Acts. And today we're in the middle of Acts chapter 13. So if you've got a Bible, please do turn there. And we find Paul um, in the synagogue in Pisidian Antioch, which is um, in central modern day Turkey. Um, it's the Sabbath. And there's been some reading of the law and the prophets, the kind of books of the Bible that we now know as the Old Testament. And at the end of those readings, um, the leaders of the synagogue have invited Paul to stand up and share an encouragement. So Paul, classic Paul, takes that invitation to speak. Um, and as we heard last week, he begins to trace the ancestral line of God's people, of Israel. So he talks about Moses leading uh, God's people out of Egypt. He then talks about the prophet Samuel. He talks about King Saul and about King David. And he's going to continue that in today's passage. But what we're going to realise today is that Paul is not just revealing an ancestry he's revealing to them who jesus is and it's as if it's as if the synagogue have asked him who is who is this jesus and paul begins to answer so let's pick up the story acts 13 verse 23 from this man's descendants so from david's descendants god has brought to israel the savior jesus as he promised before the coming of jesus john preached repentance and baptism to all the people of israel as John was completing his work, he said, who do you suppose I am? I am not the one you're looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and the rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days, he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. So by going through this ancestral line of God's people, we hear a bit more about John the Baptist and then Jesus. And uh, Paul has been revealing who Jesus is to those listening. But more than that, Paul is telling them, this story so that those who are gathered in the synagogue so this jewish audience can realize why jesus is the savior god promised in their um uh, text of the law and the prophets and there are five things that um paul shows that god did to reveal jesus in this way so the first thing is that god sent a messenger to prepare the way that bit that um, Paul talks about John the Baptist, if you we were to look back at that in verse 24, Paul says it was before the coming of Jesus. And then he said that John himself said that I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one who is coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. So God sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for Jesus. And then second, um, God brought Jesus to Israel as he promised. In verse 23, um, it started from David's descendants. God has brought to Israel the saviour, Jesus. Then third, God sent this message of salvation to all people. Verse 26, Paul says, fellow children of Abraham. So that's the Jewish people that he's speaking to. And you God-fearing Gentiles, that anyone else who's in the synagogue who um, believed in God. 
So this message of salvation isn't just for those in the synagogue, but it's for all people. And then fourth, God had written all that was to happen to Jesus. So we see this in verses 27 to 29 of today's passage. Paul explains how the world didn't recognize Jesus. They rejected him. They put him to death. But God had planned this. Paul says, when they had carried out all that was written about him, God, had, God knew that this was going to happen. God had said that this was what was going to happen to Jesus. And it was even written in the very scriptures that had been read aloud in the synagogue earlier that day. And then fifth, God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is the saviour because God raised him from the dead. How do we know? In verse 31, uh, Paul continues, he was seen by those who had travelled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. People saw Jesus after God had raised him from the dead. So all in all, God had done these amazing things to make Jesus clear to the world. He'd promised a saviour. He'd written down exactly what was to happen to him in the Old Testament scriptures. He'd sent a messenger in John the Baptist to prepare the way. And then he'd made it pretty clear exactly who Jesus was by raising him from the dead. It's always so good for us to be reminded of how God worked out his salvation plan for us. But it's also so good to remember the part that we can play in sharing this story to others who haven't heard it yet, who haven't accepted Jesus into their lives yet. Paul even says that in verse 31 um, at the end of our passage. He said, for many days after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus was seen by those who had traveled with him. They are now his witnesses to our people. When God reveals himself to us, we too become witnesses. We, when we realize who Jesus is, and receive God's message of salvation for us, we become witnesses. We are messengers who speak the gospel to anyone and to everyone. And that's because we know that this message of salvation is for everyone. Um, Like I said before, Paul had addressed uh, the synagogue, fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles. He was addressing everyone. This message is for everyone. It means it's for our closest friends and family who don't know Jesus. It's for our colleagues and our neighbours and those we queue behind outside Tesco. The message of salvation is for everyone. And the role of the witness, let's take Paul here as an example in this moment, is not just to show how God has been at work in the person of Jesus, but also to show how God has been at work in our own lives. How, so I wondered today, how is God at work in your life at the moment? Who are you witnessing to at the moment? Who can you share this message of salvation, this revelation of who Jesus is today? I found it helpful to think back to um, those people that first shared the gospel with me. Um, and for me, it was, uh, I was probably about 11 or 12. Um, I was uh, going to a youth club on a small community centre on an estate. And um, yeah, there, there were about 10 of us who would gather in this room and we were all pretty disinterested. And uh, we'd basically come to play games and hang out. Um, but at the start of each session, the youth workers would sit us down and they'd put on a timer for 10 minutes. And we would uh, sit and we'd have to talk about Jesus for 10 minutes. And then as soon as the timer went, we'd all run off and play games. Um, but over time, as they were persistent in the way that they witnessed to us, um, they, they occasionally would forget to put the timer on and we wouldn't realise. And we'd end up chatting about Jesus for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, for 40 minutes, for an hour. Um, and it's just amazing to think of the way that they were persistent in their witnessing to us and the effect that it has 
on so many of us coming to know Jesus. So I wondered today, is there anyone that you need to be persistent with in your witnessing? Is there anyone who you can keep going back to, keep sharing uh, the amazing story of salvation that Jesus has uh, for them? When witnessing, we need to remember that it is God at work through us that makes the change in other people's lives. It's not what we do, it's what God does. It is only God at work by his spirit in our words and in the hearts of those listening that bring people to him. And that should take the pressure off us. We don't need the perfect words in the perfect situation, all formed in the perfect way to bring someone to Jesus. We can trust that God is at work in us and through us. We are all called to be witnesses for Jesus. So I'm just going to pray now that we would be both confident in our message of what God has done for us, but also that we would be bold in sharing this message with others. So I'm going to pray. God, we praise you for your amazing work in sending Jesus to be our saviour. We thank you for your graciousness in choosing to save us. Help us to live in remembrance of your goodness and your faithfulness to us. And we ask that you'd be reminding us of how we were witness to. God, I pray that you'd remind us of that moment where we first encountered you. God, we're so thankful for those friends who, um, who revealed you to us. God, we thank you for their boldness. And I pray this morning that you'd be filling us with your Holy Spirit so that we would know you empowering us and emboldening us to witness to those around us. Help us not to be fearful of sharing your gospel. Lord, I pray you'd give us excitement, you'd give us joy to do that, to see friends and family and loved ones come to know you. And we pray all of this for the glory of Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this morning, Rory encouraged us to remember the part that we can play in sharing uh, the story of our own salvation to other people. He encouraged us and challenged us to be witnesses, uh, asking who we were being witnesses to at the moment. Who can we share the message of salvation with? This morning, I think in our prayer, we should be looking personally to say thank you to God for our own salvation, to ask it, the Holy Spirit to comfort and to convict in areas where we can share our faith uh, more clearly or even persistently with others. It's also a good time to be praying about the ministries that are especially looking to witness through what HTC does. Thinking about HTC On Call and the Love Your Neighbour um, programme, Praying for all those involved uh, and those that we meet uh, as part of that. Praying for Sunday on the Common, our live services, and for our Sunday service online. Let's be praying this morning. <laughs>